York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here, give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time and i know this is a crazy win but you know what it's still time to celebrate because the knicks win their third game in a row defeating the detroit pistons the depleted detroit pistons 94 to 85 led by <laughs> the man the myth the legend no not ryan g but bergen bag burks was in his bath today and leaves this game with 34 points Four rebounds, two assists, and three steals. Gunshot for Alec Burks. Emmanuel quickly also gives you 18 points on the night. And after the starters scare us once again uh, by uh, having going behind by 14 points in the third quarter, the bench once again comes up big and tilts this game away. Shout out to Tom Thibodeau who finally does the right thing. Plays the bench for final 15 minutes and benches the first unit to this victory. And now the Knicks have finally won three in a row and held their opponent to under 90 points, 100 points for the third straight time this season. Gunshots for the Knicks victory. Mixed feelings about this game and we're gonna talk about it. Um, but before we break this game down, I'm gonna introduce you to my guy. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. The Knicks had us on a freaking roller coaster ride tonight, but luckily, Tip did the right thing to end the game, and the Knicks were able to pull out this win. Absolutely, this Knicks, the Knicks were able to pull out this win, and I, I definitely want to get into Burks, who did his thing today, for sure. But man. This first unit is an enigma wrapped in a what the like I don't know what to make of this first unit. Um I have my theories of what went wrong with this first unit, but Ryan, let me know what did you see from the first unit and why do you think we fell behind ultimately when we played Randall, Kemba, and the rest of the game, even with Grimes, our guy Grimes starting with that first unit. <laughs> well, I'll say this. At the beginning of the game, I felt like the first unit didn't play bad in like in the first quarter. It's just mm -hmm. that they were just missing open shots. So I wasn't upset at the first unit at their, you know, when they started out the game, when they started off. Now, I did have an issue with, because when Thibs took the first unit out, because the first unit wasn't hitting their shots, and Detroit was able to go on that 13-0 run, which I, which I think put them out to like an early six-point lead. And then Thibs put in, started to put in the, you know, the, the rotation guys. The rotation guys got the Knicks back into the game, and they eventually took the lead, and they were dominating. Right. And then about maybe like, I think about seven to eight minutes left in the second quarter, he pulls out the second unit and has the starters play for the rest of the game, I mean, for, until the halftime, and allowed the Pistons to get back into the game. And I was like, why are you going to put your starters back in? that early in the second quarter when your second unit is doing good. You, 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 you leave the second unit out there, and then you, put, then you put your starters in maybe three, four minutes left in the quarter to see if they can close it out and give your you know, bench guys a break. But now the third quarter comes, and 
they just looked like they weren't in the game. Like Julius Randle was I, at this point, I don't know what to say about Julius Randle. The way he's playing right now, I would trade this dude for a sandwich, bacon, egg, and cheese, and like a quarter water or something like that at this moment because I, because I don't know what's wrong with Julius Randle right now. And the fact that Thibs kept him out there for so long in the third quarter and he was playing like trash, I was like, Thibs. What, I, at that point, I was like, yo, does does Julius Randle have something on Thibs that we don't know? It's like, it's like, does he know something about Thibs that he's he's possibly going to blackmail him or something like that and Thibs is forced to play him so many minutes despite what the hell Randle does? Because Bruh. I don't understand his preferential treatment. Yeah, I don't get and, it either. I don't get it either. You got more? Yeah. So, finally, Thibs comes to his senses and puts in the bench dudes for the rest of the game, and I'm glad he didn't go back to them because at that point, I'm like, yo, this the way the starters were playing against a bunch of guys that are G League guys, and probably the only two guys on that pistol team you have to worry about is is Diallo and Bay because they're usually in the Pistons rotation anyway. The rest of these dudes are G League guys. You're telling me a starting lineup of Kemba Walker, Grimes, Randall, Mitch, yeah, and RJ Barrett can't blow these guys out. Yup, like come on, man. Like I, I, I don't know, but but my thing is Julius Randle. I don't know what's wrong with this dude right now. I feel like he needs a convenient ankle injury to have this dude sit on the bench for a couple games and let him get his head straight just like how they did the 48 <laughs> right now because very you know, convenient yeah yeah we know 48 not hurt Fournier, we know 48 not hurt man listen we're gonna get into that 48 thing later because me and ryan we kind of looked at each other when we saw the um uh when we saw that Fournier was hurt um air quotes and by looking at each other <laughs> we didn't actually look at each other but i feel like he made a comment on Twitter, and I'm like, Ryan, we on the same page, bro. That man is not hurt. That man, I feel like that man is getting the old Kemba treatment right now, dog. Like, that's exactly yep. his, uh, uh, health and safety protocol, whatever. Whatever you want to call it. That man was perfectly healthy yesterday during that game. They All they did was fly from here to there. No practices. Like, um, there's something to be said about that. I don't know. And, I, and I'll, get, I'll get back to that. But, um... Listen, man, I'm going to say this. The first unit, uh, I feel like there was a few things that was wrong with the first unit. First of all, besides the fact that Kemba on a back-to-back, we already kind of figured that might be an issue from the rip. He seemed like he lost his legs. It seemed like he didn't have it tonight, straight up, right? Two, tonight is the second straight night where... The team that we're playing is blitzing Kemba on the pick and roll at the top of the key and forcing Kemba to get rid of the ball almost immediately and forcing other Knicks to actually make a play. And and it was effective. It was kind of effective night one, that night, that night before, and it was definitely effective today. Because what happened was yesterday when they blitzed Kemba on the pick and roll, we had Evan Fournier here who offensively anyway was able to kind of relieve that pressure roll to the basket and make a couple of floaters to keep that that uh defense honest and kind of open things up today ryan um rj barrett was kind of playing the evan fournier role yeah and when when uh, when kemba was pressured and he was forced to give up the ball rj barrett would go to the hole and rj has been struggling finishing at the rim so those floaters and stuff that Fournier was hitting the game before, RJ was missing. <laughs> yeah. And 
RJ, you know, was making the correct reads, but I feel like for that first half of that first quarter, even though he was making the correct reads, he wasn't making, he wasn't finishing at the rim with consistency, and that put us in the hole. Yeah. Uh, two, you're comparing Alec Burks to Grimes now. And we talked about missed shots. The second unit, they pressured the second unit just like they pressured the first unit. Emmanuel quickly was getting trapped in the pick and roll just like Kemba was. But um, Alec Burks was a huge difference because quickly he sprayed the ball like he's supposed to. And the second unit was able to make plays out of that like but the first unit was not able to. Alec Burks was went unconscious from the field. I'm going to show you the... I'm gonna show you the Burke stats right now. The Burke stat. Alec Burks gives you 34 points on the night, 70 percent from the field. What? What? Bruh. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a ooh. 60 per 62 percent from three, five of eight, two assists, three turnovers, three steals, and four rebounds. Complete game for Alec Burks, who was just destroying the second unit. And did it in every way, making plays, isos, hitting threes, um, everything together. The second unit led by Ali Burks was really a, a big difference. Um, and on top of that, too, Ryan, I just feel like the defensive intensity, even the way they ran their plays, you can see the difference in energy between, yeah. between the first unit and the second unit. And by the time the, the first unit actually started to play with energy in that third quarter, they were playing with energy, but I feel like they were kind of playing a little bit scared. Mm-hmm. And like the wide open shots that they had, they were missing. Uh, Randall still can't, still doesn't know that the double team is coming from the middle. <laughs> still doesn't know every game. Randall, every game, that man that you call the nail that's waiting at the foul line, he's coming to help when you dribble every single yeah. time. Pay attention, Randall. Uh, the turnovers are also a bad thing. We, we they kept scoring off of turnovers in the first half. I think, I think they beat us on points off of turnovers. I forgot the number. I think it was something crazy, like ten to ten to two in by halftime. I don't know what the finishing yeah. numbers are, but by halftime, I think it was like ten to two. <laughs> All that to me combined to why we was really getting mollywops by that first unit versus their first unit. And even Grimes, man, like people were catching COVID all over the place. Mm-hmm. Grimes, who was perfectly fine playing with that second unit, all of a sudden caught whatever the first unit had. <laughs> <laughs> and was crazy and just kind of completely was a donut today. Zero, zero for five and 12 minutes yeah. for Grimes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, to be honest about it, I didn't really have beef. With the way Grimes played today, I just felt like Grimes just missed open shots. Me neither. And, and and also in the third quarter when Dibs was leaving the first unit out there and having them right out the third quarter to see if they can get back into the game, even though it was clear as day the first unit didn't have it and the second unit should have came in earlier than normal. Right. The first guy he took out was Grimes, and I'm like, how? Why does Dibs think Grimes is the issue with the first unit? I'm like, why is Grimes the first guy out when you have Randall? Like, I think before that, Randall had two turnovers already. Yeah. Within, like, the first four minutes yeah. of the third quarter. And I'm like, you're leaving Randall out there? R.J. Barrett doesn't look like he's in the game. You know, Mitch Mitch is being, you know, 
Mitch was Mitch wasn't playing bad, but Mitch I don't know. Mitch had a couple of mistakes, especially a couple of offensive um, yeah offensive interference calls. Yeah, that yeah offensive interference calls where you know usually he wouldn't make those type of mistakes. And I'm like, your first unit is out there. It's clear as day. Everybody can tell your first unit does not have it tonight. Why are you leaving them out there to give these guys confidence on the Pistons to jump out to that 40-point lead when you when should have just cut your losses early and it should have been like, you know what? My first unit doesn't have it. I agree. Three minutes into the, three minutes into the third quarter, take those guys out and put in the second unit to see if they can at least salvage the game and, and build the lead back up. I know – the downfall of that is if you put in the second unit early, there's no way Dips could have played them up for the rest of the game. You would have to eventually put your starters back in right? if that's the case. But at the same time, though, I feel like as if, if your first unit doesn't have it, you just have to pull those guys because if, imagine if the Knicks were playing a better team. Yeah. That, the, game could have, the game could have got real ugly. Ryan, this is the craziest. This is the most unhappy I've ever been during a three-game winning streak. It's crazy because I'm happy we won. I'm happy we won. Like, I count the Hawks win as a win. Like yeah. that win, I felt good. Uh, the, the the continuity between Kemba Walker and, and Randall was on was clicking on all cylinders. The energy was there. I loved that win. Yesterday's win, it was kind of suspicious. I felt like Randall was was kind of backsliding a little bit. The energy was up and was a little up and down. But we got the win, so you know it is what it is. Today, the Pistons had Amadou Diallo. <laughs> Sadiq Bay and the Pips, and they yeah. almost beat us. <laughs> they almost beat us, and I felt like Ryan. This first unit took them way too lightly. I mean, defense was a cool, but that third quarter, I felt like they felt like they were just the Knicks were just gonna Millie rock into a win. I feel like that's how yeah. they felt. And yeah. my cousin, my cousin has a famous saying. He says, "Hard work beats talent." When talent does not work hard, and he didn't make it, he didn't make it up, but he says it all the time. And I feel like that third quarter, especially when we didn't put forth the effort, they got momentum, they got their confidence, and they almost took it to us. And if it wasn't for the second unit, then boy, we we would have been in trouble. We'd have been in huge trouble. Seriously, seriously. Facts. And I just want to point out a stat right quick because I find this to be pretty damn amazing. So someone did post it early in the chat, but I'm going to read the plus minuses right quick. Here's the plus and minus from the starting lineup. RJ Barrett, minus 29. Julius Randle, minus 27. Mitchell Robinson, minus 22. Quentin Grimes, minus 17. Kemba Walker, minus 21. Now here's the difference with the bench in this game. Miles McBride. Plus 39, and my man ain't scored a point in this game. Not a, plus not a point. <laughs> not a point. Not, not, not a one point. Not a not, one point, man. And, he, and plus 39 when he was on the court. Emmanuel Quickly, plus 27. Todd Gibson, plus 31. Alec Burks, plus 28. Obi Toppin, plus 36. To me, that's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely crazy. That this does, and I'm hoping let this be a lesson to Tom because Tom is before you know Tom was sitting out for a long time before he became a Knicks coach, and he talked about all this stuff he did. He did some work on the off season. He's Zen now. He he meditated on it, and he realized that he has to you know change the way he coaches and figure out where to give people more minutes, less minutes because you know because 
because that's the work he's done. He's he figured it out because he studied all these coaches around the league, went to Golden State, see how they did it, and now he's implementing that with the Knicks. And I give Tom credit for you know loosening up some of the offense sometimes, maybe too much so for Randall. Um, being a little bit more happier, but when it comes to the minutes distribution, when it comes to things like backs to back, he needs to kind of to upgrade his his uh, OS in that regard and let these second guys play, especially more on the back to back, especially more on the back to back. Yeah, and that's all I say about that. But um, yo, salute to the chat, man. And salute to the show. If you're liking the show so far, please hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. Um. Um, and shout out to the chat too. Shout out to my guys, Winston Ellis, um, Wayne Patterson, uh, Vibe Shop, D Nice, uh, Once a Nick, Always a Nick, Sanford 919, Big Task, and everybody else who's rocking with the KOT show. The phone lines are open if you want to call. Um, do I have is the uh, do I actually have the phone lines open over there? Do I have the phone line? I do not have the phone line posted on the ch- on the graphic, which is a bro oh, for me, guys. Yeah, that, yeah, that's surprising right there. I don't know where it went, but the phone lines are the phone call to call in. You go plus three one nine five two seven six two four one to call in. That is three one nine five two seven six two four one. Um, but yeah. So Ryan. Evan Fournier. Oh, we have two callers? Okay. All right, cool, cool. I missed that. I'm sorry, guys. First caller up, let us know what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about. Yo, this is Big Reaper. What's, go- what's going Thank on? Hey, my hey man. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm happy. Three games in a row. Three in a row. You know, funny, yeah, funny thing was I actually, I don't really post very much on Twitter. Actually, I never post on Twitter. And I actually posted, like, I think it was like four minutes left in the uh, third quarter. And I posted that uh, Thibodeau is asking to be fired if he doesn't, you know, stop leaning so hard on Julian Sarandon on the offensive end. Yeah. And luckily, soon after that, it basically – he normally waits until, like, one minute to go before he starts to switch, uh, bring in the, uh, uh, the, uh, the bench players. But he brought him in a little earlier than normal. He brought him in, like, around three minutes. He swapped the whole – starting lineup out like three minutes to go mm-hmm. and played him the rest of the game. Um, Cause honestly, I, I was like, look, I don't know what this dude is doing or what kind of politics he's playing with Julius Randall because it's like Thibodeau's no fool, but he's like dang stubborn. Yeah. And at this point yeah. he's like, he's starting to look like a fool uh, with what he's doing with like Julius Randall. It just doesn't make any sense. And to tell you the truth, um, I feel like, it, the other thing, too, is, like, the whole starting lineup is not the issue. It's actually just Julius Randle. It's really just Julius at this point. He's the issue. He got cooked by Sadiq Bey. Yeah. You're like, Sadiq yeah. Bey was just, like, he just, Sadiq, Sadiq Bey was just licking his chop. It's like, yeah. he saw steak, like, across <laughs> from him. Medium rare. And he yeah. Was like, I want some. Yo, he almost he like, fell. At Julius. He almost fell. <laughs> he almost had Julius on the mixtape. T- Julius touched turf with the little cross. I was like, ooh, my. Ooh. Bro. Yeah. It was bad. <laughs> and Sidib Bay don't even have a handle like that. Nope. And it's just like, I, I'm like, I don't know what is wrong with this dude, where his head is at. Somebody said it like a, a few games ago that, yeah, uh, he got his money. That could be it. I don't know. I don't want to, you know, I. 
I don't want to really say that because of, uh, you know, it's like it just doesn't sound right. It doesn't right. feel right to me, but, you know, I don't want to put that kind of mojo on someone and make it seem like they're like some kind of, like they're uh, in the military, they call it crap bag. And, and you know what crap means, like, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, right, right. the crap with it, you know. Anyway, but um, so I don't want to say that about them. But it's like uh, it, it's really crazy. It's really crazy, and but I'm happy we definitely won the game. And it's um, you know it's just it's so clear. I mean, I think we all saw this like maybe four weeks ago that like you know the starters are actually better than the, I'm sorry that the bench players are actually better than starters. Right. And the bench players are actually playing the way Thibodeau wants to play, but for some reason he refuses to play them. And it's it's like, and he basically plays them like ten minutes a game. It's just like, it just doesn't make any sense. And um, and but you know, today I guess he didn't have a choice because today was like, this is the Detroit Pistons. He's like, honestly, nobody's really paying attention. But the wins, like every game we've won the past month, it's been against like really crappy teams, except for me, except the Hawks. Right, the Hawks are the only decent team we've beaten like in the past month. I'm definitely paying attention. And so essentially, yeah, it essentially means the Knicks are basically really scraped. We're like the worst team in the, just about one of the worst teams in the league. The right. way the lineups are being structured and the way we're playing, we're really one of the worst teams in the league. And so, and so, I think maybe it kind of hit home to him. And he was like a you know, and because it's the Pistons, it's like it. So I'm glad he woke up and, you know, he made the changes at least for this game. Right. To make sure they won this game. Uh, because it's like, I mean, you had Diallo. Diallo can't even shoot. Can't shoot a jump shot. Nope. And you got Diallo dropping 32 on you. And driving Sadiq and Bay. Yeah, Sadiq Bay, he's not that kind of player. He doesn't have that kind of like, you know, uh, that kind of like uh, – um, he doesn't have that kind of like he doesn't have the kind of game where he's going to drop thirty two points on anyone regularly. Right, and he's dropping thirty two points on the Knicks, you know, and is on Julius Randle because he's like playing pathetic defense. And so, the other person I want to say something about. I know people don't like you know. I mean, he played a decent game today, Mitchell Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing I want to say about this, it has nothing to do with the game he played today. But I listened to the uh, the interview he gave yesterday because he was like the player of the game yesterday. Right. And he confirmed what I always thought was going on with him. The weight like, gain. Yeah. Since he got injured. The weight gain. So every – like all the teams have nutritionists. They tell players exactly what they should be eating, exactly how they should be working out. They, these, they invest millions of dollars in these guys. So they're going to tell these guys exactly what to do. It's even worse if you have a leg injury and you're an athlete. So right. they're really on top of you, and they're telling you exactly, yo, you need to eat this, you need to eat that. You cannot eat that. Mitchell Robinson sat his butt down and was laid up the whole summer, and he ate whatever he wanted to. He didn't listen to the nutritionist, didn't listen to the trainers. He even admitted that he doesn't listen to trainers. He said it like before the season began, you know, he never listens to the trainers. And so it's like, and so basically the whole, essentially like this whole summer when he was laid up, he basically ate whatever. That's why he put on so much weight. It has nothing to do with him left and weight. It's just because he's eating pork chops, collard greens, and pig feet. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> you know what? I mean, I, 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 
You know what? I I I'm not. Gonna, I don't know what that boy ate, but I can't deny that he was in the gym. So I don't. I'm not gonna throw him completely under the bus because he obviously came back with like arms the size of tree trunks. <laughs> so he was out, obviously lifting something. So I'm not gonna say he was doing anything, but I do. No, I, he was lifting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but he, he diet was, though. Yeah. Diet is a whole like anybody who's who's trying to lift weights and do diet is a whole nother discipline to lifting weights. Even for me personally. So I like. I, I can I can get the fact that he probably was not eating the way he's supposed to, and when you get injured so many times, you might actually start to listen finally. But um, unfortunately, that that him not listening might have affected this bad because he's getting he's getting ready in season, and when it comes time for contract time, if he was ready at the beginning of season, if he listened earlier, then it might be a different match. But we we're here now, and we gotta take it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I, this is where, and that's where I think actually it may affect them. Like, I don't think people are picking up. With it. In my opinion, like, I'm a huge uh, fan of. I believe in, in Mitch. If he basically keeps it, if it, if he has his head in the right place, he can be probably all world center in this league. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, great defensive and also a uh, pretty good offensive center. But the problem, like everyone has always said, is like everybody's worried about Mitch from the shoulders up whether right. his head is in the right place. Right. And so, and honestly, I think, you know, I think Mitch is trade bait. I honestly think if they could basically get an asset, a, a good asset that helps them for Mitch, I think they would do it because I think the issue with Mitch, he doesn't listen, and that's a problem. L- yeah, he's starting to listen now, and he listens only when he gets screwed. When right. he like when it's too late. That's that's, that's part mean, of being like, a kid too. <laughs> he's like yeah, the exactly. guy's like twenty that, years that old. <laughs> this is the guy who's like twenty years old or twenty one. Like exactly. that's that's kid stuff. Like th- don't touch the fire. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, touch it anyway just to see. You know, like oh, not all you got a burn mark. Yeah, I told you. I mean, that's what kids do sometimes, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. That that's true. That is true too. But I mean, like honestly, you know, it's everybody has craft, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you went to work, and I'm, I'm sure most of us either went to college or started working by the time we were 18. Right. So if you went to yeah. work and they told you this is, these are the rules and regulations, you got to do this, that, and the other, and you don't do it, you get fired. And so I, I hear it that he's a kid, but all he needs to do, he has this one job, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's, if you don't do your job, it, you know, it becomes an issue for you. But I don't want to lean too much on that, but it's just one thing I, I've been thinking about a little bit. Right. And then when you get the interview yesterday, and I'm thinking like, you know what, if they, he just, I feel like he really, you know, we've been, uh, Mitchell Robinson and and Barrett, Argy Barrett is the two players that I think most Knicks fans are kind of like have really blind spots for. Mm-hmm. And we, it feels like they can't, like for most Knicks fans, it's like these two guys can't do any wrong. But honestly, these two guys were actually like, they're in some trouble this year. And in terms of the ability to actually stay with the team long-term, I really think the front office are kind of starting to look at them like, you know what? It's like, you guys need to show and prove first. And so, and I think it's starting to get to that. But, I mean, it's a great game. We won three in a row. I'm happy about that. Right. And I'm glad Thibodeau actually woke up today. Fine. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yo, thanks for calling, Reaper, for sure. Thank All right, you. cool. Thanks for taking my call. No problem, no problem. Shout out to my guy, yeah. Big Yeah, Reaper definitely said some interesting things, but, you know, I'm glad he brought up the whole Bay versus Randall thing because let's compare stats for a second. 
Sadiq Bey, right? Mm-hmm. Nine of 19 from the field, six of 13 from three, nine rebounds, three assists, one block, 32 points, compared to Julius Randle, who had five points on two of 11 shooting, 18%, zero of three from the three-point land, 10 rebounds, five assists, three turnovers. So right there, you, you see who was the general in that matchup. Yeah, yo, it's, it's, it's man, it's, it's, we have a guy in Kimball Walker who, even on a bad leg and a crappy shooting night, he's attracting double teams. You're the secondary playmaker guy. This is what we got Kimball Walker for, to get the pressure off of you, to get the defense shifting. Now that the defense is shifting, make the play, make the correct, decisive play, and we're still having problems doing that. We're still exactly. having problems doing that. So, it, man, it kind of makes you think. That's why I, I kind of even like the move when he, when quickly was playing with the first unit instead of Grimes because Grimes is off. I was like, all right, cool. I like that move because, you know, quickly can kind of make plays too. But it seemed like when that happened, quickly got froze out of the offense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. They trap in Kemba. They can't track Kemba swinging the quickly because quickly could make, hit that three and make a play. Quickly yeah. didn't touch the ball for, like, I don't know how long. So, <laughs> It was like then if you do, if you don't. Um, the the first unit they just I don't know man the moving the ball moving the man find open shooter thing they're just not quite quite there yet. And the thing is, yeah, they've been playing. I feel like the the Detroit was playing the identical defense for the first and second unit damn near. And to see what they're doing wrong, it's gonna be really easy looking at the tape. It's gonna be really easy. <laughs> it's gonna be exactly. easy. They played you out exactly the same way. Exactly, almost exactly the same way. So, it's gonna be interesting, man. It's gonna be interesting. Exactly. I, the only difference is that one unit actually plays with ball movement and more energy. That's pretty much the main difference right there. Exactly, and that's what we're gonna need moving forward: ball movement, and more energy from this first unit, and um, maybe Grimes hitting some shots too. Because um, yeah. who who knows? Who knows what Evan Fournier is gonna do? I saw somebody kind of comment on our youtube channel yesterday and he said that evan fournier was pissed that he wasn't playing minutes in the fourth quarter and actually left the game upset that's what he observed i'm not sure if that's 100 percent true or not but mm-hmm. i will say this i do remember another game where evan was upset that he wasn't being checked in in the fourth quarter and he was kind of pouting on the bench and the coach let him in after he started pouting and he kind of chucked up some shots. So I would not be surprised if that was the case. And I would not be surprised if that's the reason for Evan Fournier's mysterious ankle injury. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, just as, just as you were mentioning that, I just got a notification on Twitter that Thibs confirmed that Randall's been nicked up the past couple of games and it has been affecting his play. So Thibs just said that. During his um post com this post news conference, as we were talking right now, so he's been nicked up. And shout out, you know what? I'm sorry. Bruh. Shout out to Mark Berman because yesterday uh, today Mark asked Tibbs about Randall's playing time because as we saw, Randall's not playing well yesterday at, towards the end of the fourth quarter. Had 37 minutes on the night. Obi Toppin makes a mistake and gets pulled and only plays 10 minutes. Mark asks Tibbs, hey, Obi was playing well, three for three, three assists. Randall, he wasn't playing well. 
he plays uh most of the night what happened there he goes oh yeah ob just coming back from covid and <laughs> and he's still trying to get his win back in timing back in sometimes i just like the matchups and i'm sitting here like bruh bruh what yeah. are you talking about it's like Randall was the one playing like he came off of COVID protocol. Now Obi, Obi was three exactly. for three. Like, but I don't know. I kind of, I, I low key want to give a game ball to Tom Thibodeau to um to Mark Berman for asking that question because maybe that mental push helped Tom bench the first unit tonight. That's I don't know. Weird theory. Exactly. And, and here's my thing because this is what he said. He's mixed up. I think that he's giving us everything he has. That's what I love about him. He's not making any excuses. He just gets out there and keeps going. But my thing is this. So if Randall is truthfully nicked up and you see the way he's playing out there, why don't you rest this dude for a game or two so he can get back healthy and then let the the other guys rock? I mean, I think that would make perfect sense. Absolutely make perfect sense, especially when you have Obi here playing the way he's playing. It just makes complete sense to do that but he's just not i don't know man and i'm i'm not a guy i want i i believe in tibbs well i want to believe in tibbs yeah i want to i, I want to believe in tibbs he changed his culture for this Knicks. he got us playing defense but some of the things i don't know man it just seems like it's his, his the way he's coaching is kind of losing the team a little bit but shout out hold on gunshots okay ten dollar super chat from civil analytics he says Tibbs should change the offense, turn Randall into a role player. Tibbs is lying. Randall just sucks. (laughs) 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 Well, (laughs) that's a possibility too. Tibbs could just be covering for Randall's bad play recently. That could be that could that's definitely a reasonable thing. Hey man, we got Obi Top in here licking his chops, who's going to play uh hard the entire time. So sit that. Hey, we're going to play 25 minutes a night. If that's the yeah. case, that's what's going to be the top. If that's what we have to do to get top condition, optimal Randall, cut his minutes back because he's not playing hard on the defensive end, um, That I'm, I'm all for it. That's what we need to do. Um, also, yeah. I see somebody sent a $10 super chat. I saw somebody said they sent a super chat. They sent a PayPal, $10 PayPal. Okay. So shout out to you. Helps keep the lights on, helps subscriptions, and all man, it helps. Trust me, Ryan. You, you need lights next because you're still a little bit dark, so you're getting a light next. Yeah, and thank, you. <laughs> so, thank you for the Cooper chat. You're gonna contribute to me getting a light exactly so, so y'all can see my face more clearly on the on podcast, exactly. And, and it definitely helps pay for the phones and all that other stuff that's happening. All right, so thank you guys for contributing. Um, also, also, somebody sent a five dollar uh cash cash app too, so thank you guys for sending a five dollar cash app. All right, next caller up. I think we have a mill. Is a mill next? Yo, oh. yo, yo! It's Jr. coming from Florida. Oh, Jr. coming from Florida. What's going on, Jr. Man? I, I. Yo, what's good, man? What's good, Jr. What's going on? I'm good. Yo, we won three in a row. This is the weirdest I ever felt during a three-game winning streak <laughs> ever in my entire life. Facts. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like it, it's like we should be happy, but at the same time, it's like what the hell. Facts. <laughs> I mean, I was waiting for the season to win because I feel like I always do when we have like tough hours and stuff, but 
I'll take a feel bad loss. You know what I'm saying? It's close enough for me. I feel you. Um, feel bad loss, man, gang. <laughs> this is kind of crazy, man. This is crazy. Like, like what we saw today, man. Oh, man. I think this is my final shot with Julius, man. I think I saw what I need to see. And it's not even the missing shots. Like, you can miss shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's one thing. But, like, that man, like, his his energy, man. I, I truly feel that we could put McBride, Grimes, Jericho Sims, anybody you want to see, in with Julius Randle, and he makes them look bad. Like, that's how I feel about Damn. Julius right now. That's how I feel about him. Like, so this day just really cooked him. Like, for real, for real. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. But um, I just wanted to get a thought on something, too. Um, I was thinking, man, like, like when I was watching uh, the game, I was just thinking about who, what could we do with Julius Randle realistically? You know what I'm saying? Realistically. Like, what, like how can we solve, you know what I'm saying, our situation? And, and it occurred to me, man, like, I feel like we need to be calling OKC. Uh, as soon as February 3rd or whenever we can train him, we need to call OKC. They have way too many first-round picks, and they can't attract nobody to go to OKC. We have them under contract for three more years. I don't yeah. know. I don't see why they, they can't give us two first-round picks in a second-rounder. I take that. Straight up. I take one first-rounder. Give me a first and, and, and two seconds, and I'll I'll bet on Will Perrin finding us something decent. You know what I'm saying? That's draft. funny. Even if, even if it's top 15 protected, I don't care. But I'm just... Something has to, something has to give, man. Because Obi needs to play. Randall blocking Obi, and something that's less said too, man, is I really feel like uh, Randall is obstructing R.J. Barrett. I know it sounds crazy because he had his best year last year playing off of Julius, mm-hmm. but the reality is when, when we talk to R.J., what was his strength supposed to be? You know what I'm saying? His strength. It wasn't shooting threes like that. That was like that wasn't like what his thing was. It was like he's strong, he's heady, he has. He gets to the hole, you know what I'm saying? He's going right. doing his crafty. And, and it's not working as a Julius. Like, next to Julius, he's relegated as a, to a 3 and D player. And if we drafted a 3 and D player with a third overall pick, it's like it might just be that last year is the best we see from R.J. Barrett next to, like, Julius Randle. I think, I think we got to put him – we have to put the ball in his hands for better or for worse, starting now because we need to see what we have. Next year, after you know, we make a decision on RJ, and like he's definitely not at that rookie max scale expansion right now. That's for that's for sure. He's not there, and like we have to see what we have. You know, say so even if he plays with the bench, I feel like he looks good. And like coming off the bench, like not that he's like bench him in a bad way. It's how he looks. Don't y'all think he looks better running next to OB and Quake? Yeah, I, I, I said that plenty. Of, I said it plenty yeah. of times here. Right? Yeah, I like him with the bench. So. It needs to be forget the policies, forget everything, man. We gotta play people where they can be successful. And right now, it's looking like Randall. Like I don't even know, guys. Like, 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 what do y'all think, man? Like that, the whole OKC deal, man. Like, like, I don't even know, man. I'm out of answers, y'all. Like, I, I'm a Randall apologist. I admit it, man. But I have nothing, man. I got nothing for Rand- like, about Randall anymore. I want him gone, yo. Low key, I want him gone like yesterday, dog. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, yo, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell boys right though, man. Yo, good show, y'all boys. Keep doing what y'all doing, man. Y'all already know. Much love for y'all. Man. I mean, absolutely, right, man. man. Shout out to Jr. Man. Uh, salute, salute, man. Salute. Oh man. Ah. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. Take it. <laughs> at the moment, I know the Knicks cannot trade Julius Randle, but trust me, the way I'm feeling at the moment, I agree. 
I would be fielding different. I would be calling different teams right now, and including Julius Randle in trades to see what's possible and see what's possible that you know what what can the Knicks get for Julius Randle at this point because the way he's playing right now, he's not helping the team. He's hurting the team, and I know he's not tradable right now. But when it gets to the point where he is tradable, if there's no improvement from now till then. I would honestly be looking to tra- to trade Julius Randle and move on from him, and then give Obi that spot and just let those young guys run. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, man. Well, I'll say this: uh, if you're going to move somebody like Randall, I, I like the like, OKC idea. I feel like small market teams would be those type of teams who would do something like that because you know they're not typical teams that can attract free agents. So if you were going to move Randall, I feel like it'd be a small market team like OKC or. The Kings or whatever like that. That's one. Uh, but um, so I like that thinking. Man, I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment and say trade Randall. But I'm not going to lie. Today was a rough one, man. Today was rough. <laughs> when you're going against presumably scrubs. And, like, I mean, I mean, everybody's NBA professionals. But half the roster was literally a G League team. <laughs> and we, literally half the roster was a G League team and we struggled and it took Alec Burks to have an out of this body experience to win this game <laughs> and if that didn't happen I don't know where we would be right now so I mean luckily we can't trade him until we can't trade him until February anyway so yeah. he has a month to get it together um, and, to, and for us to reassess today was a blow for me man it was a blow I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet. I'm still trying to be hopeful because of what he did last year, and maybe. But it's it's looking it's looking bad, man. It's looking real bad right now. I'm trying. To, I'm grasping at straws. It's, yeah. it's, I'm grasping at straws right now. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, that, that's why I said if there's no improvement from now to February, like I'm gonna give him that time period to see if he can get his act together and see if he can really start playing like the Julius Randle from last year. But if he continues to play like this. At this point, it's like, why not try to see what you can get from out there? Because, uh, because honestly, you you still have Julius Randle. You still got last year to hang your hat on for Julius Randle. You know, right. maybe teams might look at Julius Randle and be like, you know what? Maybe if we get this guy here, maybe we can get him back to be an all-star Randle. So maybe Randle might have some value there. So it's like, if you can if you can trade Randle at a high point rather than keeping him here and having him play himself down to a point where it's like, it's going to make me even harder to trade him. It's like, why not try to trade him from, you know, as as soon as possible. If you see that he's not improving during the season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, man, I hate flip flopping so much. He, he's not playing. He's not playing good, man. He, the accused is not there. He's not playing good. I'm hope I'm praying he turns it around somehow. Um, to this other point, talking about R.J. Barrett, and he feels like Julius Randle's obstructing him. Um, yes and no. I feel like today was a perfect example, a perfect time for R.J. to kind of step up. I feel like R.J. had a lot of chances in that first half to really make some plays, and he didn't. You know, uh, he he, like I said, he he did not finish at the rim at a high clip. But I I do agree. I do want to see R.J. in a more extensive playmaking role. Um, like I said, I, I do feel like taking the ball out of Randall's hands as much as possible is g- going to be the way to go. So initiating with Kemba Walker, pick and roll, 
yes. Um, and then if Randall doesn't have it, maybe have RJ make some plays because you see he has synergy with Mitch. Um, and just get the, get those reps in trying to make these layups in and trying to actually make moves to the basket to see what we have. I do agree with that because we only have like a year and a half of him left. Um, I feel like he might be able to get back to his spot up three game when given the reps again, but I still want to see if he can actually play make a little bit more. I do see potential in him as a playmaker, but um, I don't think it will happen with Evan Fournier. Like it's gonna be hard to be here. It's gonna it's gonna be harder for that if Evan Fournier is in the starting lineup to me, and it's gonna be harder if Julius Randle is still you know secondary playmaker. So I, I I kind of agree with it a little bit. I I kind of agree with it. So um, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to be hard for RJ Barrett to really prove what he can do if you still have guys like Julius Randle and Fournier still in the lineup. Right. You know, if you're gonna, if you really want to see what RJ Barrett can do, you're gonna to have to more than likely get rid of those guys. It, I mean, it is what it is. It is what, and I mean, and that was my concern with Evan Fournier here too. Like, I don't, I didn't want RJ just to be a spot up shooter. I wanted to see what else he can do if he could be a playmaker for us and develop that side of his game. And he's shown he's he's been a, he's shown a little bit of that in Duke. Um, he's shown he can pass off the trap a couple of times too, but you no, know, today, you know, weird game, weird game for him. Five for 12 from the field, one for four from three and not finishing at the rim, but, um, who knows? I mean, we'll see what happens, man. Go with Evan Fournier. I don't know what's happening with Evan Fournier, but we can actually start to see a little bit more Grimes, a little bit more RJ. Um, if Evan Fournier's ankle or attitude is out of whack. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Shout out. Another $5 super chat from Silver Analytics, Knicks fan, who says it's hard because his feel for the game got worse. I can take the crease efficiency, but lower B-ball IQ is not acceptable. And, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, that's exactly how I feel. Like I feel like the feel for the game got worse. And when it should be, when stuff should be easier for him, it seemed like it's getting harder for him. Like, like I said, they was trapping Evan all yay. Now you, all you have to do is attack the defense. Attack a shifting defense, and you still can't make plays. It's weird. It's just kind of weird for me, man. Yeah. Um, but salute to the chat, shoot to the vibe, shot bunch of Nick Oisnix and Genie, and also pay Paul seven one eight. If you're new to the show, please hit that like button, subscribe button, and uh, because we're gonna be here talking Nick's basketball after every game. Next game will be Thursday when we play, not Thursday, Friday when we play the Thunder. So definitely tune in to Friday's game as we talk Knicks versus Thunder. Okay. Next yeah. caller up. Um, state your name, where you from, and what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what up, what's my up, guy? Guys? What's up, what's, what's good? What's good? What's good, yeah. man? What's good, JT, man? Uh, Nothing. You know, I'm, it's the same thing. We kind of feel like, should we be happy? We uh, we won, but this is this feels kind of off. And um, but it's it's just it's it's a rough game. It's it was a rough game. It was gl- I'm glad we won, and I'm glad like y'all said that Tibbs finally like we all wanted Tibbs finally got his head out of his rear end. Yes, and let the second unit cook cook and finish the game. Now the only thing looking real deep into the politics part that's kind of frustrating is I wonder. I think he still could hurt us in the future because like like um like you guys was like Ryan said if we were playing a better team. Let's say T.C. Taj was getting gassed, and Mitch he had a pretty bad game, but the whole starting unit was bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I don't I can I would never I don't feel like I, we will ever see Tib bench Randall the whole like fourth quarter. So like where he could make rotations, like Obi stay out there and cook and right 
bring in Mitch to give Taj a couple, you know, a couple minutes. Bring back in Grimes to give him a couple minutes. Like you know, when he had, if he had to sub out Burks, because you know, at the end of the day, man, those guys can look good, but if they winded and they ain't got no legs, and no, and they they run out of gas, they could start. You know, we, the game could have easily gone left. Absolutely. And even if we play another team, that's yeah. If we um, what was I gonna say? So if we play, so that's one thing that's very concerning because we're like, I still. I'm glad I saw this, but you can still see, which I keep saying, I don't envy tips at the end of the day. That is something that we don't know what conversation he's having with the uh, triad in the front, you know, in the back, or, like, but when, we, when we're not watching, we're like, hey, we spent all of this money on these guys. You got to find a way to play them. Right. So until yeah. we see that, until we see that, that's when I think it's something worth, like, to really get excited about where it's like, hey, Randall, at the end of the day, you got paid, bro. So if you not, if you don't got it, if we have to Kevin Love you, like the way the Cavs did, like, hey, you weren't all there. We're going to let you sit. You paid. We ain't nobody moving you. <laughs> Kevin Love you. Just, yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> Man. <laughs> like, I, you know I'm, so, that's so, crazy. If Tips ever does that, I'll be, I'll be surprised. <laughs> I know. I think that would be, I think that would be a call from uh, Leon or, or World Wide West. That's a fact. But, um, going off of like, <laughs> Going off of the last caller's, like, you know, suggestion with the whole trade and what we should do and everything like that, my opinion, I'm saying, of course, only because I get it. And I'm not saying this off of Randall's talent, but, like, look at our best games that we've played. It shows Randall has potential to not play the way we hate. So if he could finally figure it out and get it, to that he keeps his value. And the reason, too, is because, unfortunately, this is a business. And you would think these guys will have more heart, but a lot of them, you still want to make sure you do a good PR move and not, like we say, you turn your back on this dude, even though I know what Ryan's saying, February, but that's basically all-star break. So after 40-some games, this dude was the hero and savior, second-team All-NBA, most improved player, every, you know, the, right. whole, the whole shebang, and then we get rid of him half the season. That's the difficult part. And I know everybody's like, oh, screw it. I'm like, yo, yeah, I got it. This is a, this is a business. This is a business. Yeah. Because if you do that, who who do you who you see coming in the future? Like, and I mean, we can we could do trades, but who's really going to want to stay? And that's the thing. This is a mental thing. So imagine we do a blockbuster trade, and we have somebody here, but they like they don't really want to be here. So no matter how good they could play, and Ross says it all the time, under those New York lights, you players become a shell of themselves. So that's the thing where you have to be, be careful with that fine line, whether the fan base want to admit it or not. I mean, for God's sake, we got trolled. We got trolled by um, Gilbert Arenas because of like of of like oh y'all booing Randall, which again he's soft like Ben Simmons. But at the end of the day, <laughs> unfortunately, there's players like that in the league. Right? Nah, you're right. Yeah. These players, you know what I'm saying? So that's 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 where the hard line is, where at least. If like I said, me, I feel Randall's gonna be here for at least two years, and that's the thing. When you break down that contract, it's like right now, money wise, it's kind of like maybe short term signing is the easiest time to get rid of him because he gets twenty three next year, twenty five next year. But then after that, he's getting twenty eight and then twenty nine. So, you know, you got to look at who really wants to take that on, and like how bad of a contract we have to take back in return. And just, I just feel like, like I keep saying, I just feel like it's gonna be such a bad PR move to get rid of him this early, this early because. You you got to give them. My opinion is we still have a long season. If those guys can figure out some way, make it in the playoffs, and he starts showing his work because I get it. Randall is can't get right. I've been on. I was on a football field, and I remember this guy was getting called. Can't get right the whole game. I'll see why. Right, right, <laughs> right. Rand, that's that's Randall right now with the fan base. But at the end of the day, when you see Randall do have his moments, like Christmas game. If we had Christmas game, Randall, and first five game, Randall, you saw that this season. The rest of the season, we can live with that. Yeah. 
I was so hoping for that's Christmas just, Rambo. That's, that's just a, that's, <laughs> exactly. That, but I'm saying, but my point is, you see it. So it's possible, but it's just a lot of factors. I just, realistically, I would really hope the guy takes some time off. Cause he, you see it, man. This guy, his, his, his energy ain't there. He's off. It's just, you don't know what's, what's going on with him. But he maybe needs some time. And then, and it's like, and the thing that's maybe for him too, he's afraid because he knows the fan base is calling for Obi. So that's the last thing he wants is to take off five games. We're going to five game winning streak and Obi's killing, cooking. So, you know, that's another thing that he's going to, you know, he's going to have to come forward. So you don't, you just, it's just so much stuff that, like I always say, what I always say, Jay, it's a worldwide mess. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's just, that's just my opinion. I know, I know. People ain't trying to hear that. I know people's like, boo, get this guy off. But I'm like, look, man, this is the reality of our situation. This is really what's the, like, what we, this is what we're, what we're dealt with. So hopefully all we could do is just hope that the most realistic contract I say move is Fournier because Fournier wasn't our, wasn't a hero. So yeah. mm-hmm. even with that, even with that, like, like, I'm no coach, but sometimes you could see, we were talking about RJ just before. I'm sorry, I know, I know you guys got the callers, but just even with that, I don't understand why everybody can't cook and play make because at the end of the day, if you bring up, if somebody, if, if um, whoever's playing point, bring up the ball, bring it up to the halfway point, pass this shit off to Evan, let Evan make a play, or if Evan is, um, is, is flush, is splashing all night, and then RJ could, could cut in and just at least play his game because we know RJ's not a spot-up shooter. Right. And then reverse, mm-hmm. I just don't, it's like, it's like what you see is it see, like it's always back from the 2019 roster. Like they just want to play hero ball. They yeah. really want to get theirs off. It's like they, there's like they, the noise is getting too loud for them, and it just seems like it's really like from the neck up with these guys. So uh, yeah, I. Mm-hmm. So I mean, y'all let me know what y'all think. Of course, as always, make sure, make sure everybody hit that like button. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all comment. Make sure y'all send them super chats. Make sure y'all do whatever. On that note, I'm out. Oh. Free Kev, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> the free Kev chance <laughs> at the end oh, of the game. Man. <laughs> oh, shout out to my guy, JT. Uh, yes, shout out to the listeners and the subscribers. and Because it seems like, I don't know, it seems like the show is starting to pick up momentum. I'm not going to lie. The comments are starting to come up. The super chats are going to come up. And uh, we, we barely win. And even during the losing, we're starting to see some some uptick. So welcome new guys. Welcome new listeners, new subscribers, um, <laughs> and new commenters. Um, yeah, anything to yeah. say? Anything to say about what JT said, Ryan? Said- yeah, JT. Yeah, JT made some well reasoned points. You know, I I can't I can't even front on that. Like as much as we do want Julius Randle to be traded based on his current pick, whatever the case may be, you do have to worry about the optics. And you, and it if you do think about it, it, it would probably it might be a bad look if team if other players see that you know this guy was you know was great for us last season and you know just because he's doing bad this season we trade him away asap it's gonna it might make players believe that you know the knicks don't really stick with you know they don't really stick behind their guys like that it's like once you play bad you're out you're out in an instance so i can understand how it could be bad optics in a way that's why i feel like that's why i feel like the only way the knicks might be able to get away with it it is it has to be one of those no-brainer trades where it's like Whereas like Julius Randle, Randle is packaged, and the Knicks get like some superstar player in return. Where it's like, yeah, the Knicks getting this player is going to turn the franchise around. Like that's the only way where the Knicks can probably you know get away from the bad optics. But say for example, they trade Julius Randle for like a bag of chips. That's going to look bad, right? Because of the way Julius Randle played last season. So I definitely get where JT is coming from with that, and and with the whole playmaking thing with RJ and and things that and and things of that nature, like. 
Yeah, I understand that, you know, everybody plays their part and, you know, there's still room for RJ to play, make despite the fact that, you know, Fournier's there and Randall's there, et cetera. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, there's a mental block, you know, up top of a lot of these players. And at least to me, like when I see them all play on the floor together, I do feel like RJ is, he's kind of held back a bit yeah. because the ball is in Randall's hands, the ball is in Kemba's hands, the ball is in Fournier's hands. And then from that standpoint, it, it really does turn RJ mainly into a spot-up shooter. There's only a few times in a game where RJ can really show what he can do with that ball in his hand and things of that nature. So at the same time, it's like, it, 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 like, like, like JT said, it, it's a hard situation all around because yeah. you, you, want, you want the young guys to ball. You want to see what you have in these young guys. But at the same time, you have these veterans here that you have to play. You can't just shun them and have these young guys play and show what they can do. So it's a tough situation, honestly. It really is. I don't know. It's, it's time to experiment with some other playmakers, man. That's all. That's really what I have to say. Uh, I always felt like RJ was a, a more natural playmaker than Randall from since day one. He just needs more opportunities. Like You see, you see, you see the passes he, he plays to Mitch. I feel like the beginning of last season and this season, I was touting his playmaking and his passing off the dribble and hitting open shooters. I felt like he was really good at that, and then he doesn't get the opportunity to flash those skills as much. But um, to optimize him, I think he's going to need more touches. And... And um, I don't know, man. I just I think it might just be, I think it might be time for two things. It might be a to reshuffle a little bit of these roles, um, in a starting lineup, right? Like yes, keep going with Kemba, um, try RJ with some a little bit more playmaking, um, but RJ has to finish at the rim. And B, he needs to take a page out of uh, Popovich's book sometimes and bench these guys. And yeah. games like I feel like. I honestly feel like if Tom starts to bench Randall more consistently for his bad play, um, I don't think he get the outbursts like Evan is might be doing. Who I what I think he's doing, or I think you'll get more consistent effort from everybody else if Randall is is not rewarded with minutes regardless of what he does. I think I think he has to keep that same energy for, for yeah for real. Um, next call. Oh wait, hold up! Before I get to the next caller, shout out my bad. Shout out to my guy, uh, Stanley Nowak. Since a five dollar super chat says, "Can we just start the second group already?" <laughs> man, oh uh, man, man. I at this point the back to backs, and it's funny because if you looked at my um Derrick Rose breakdown of what what, what the options we have with Derrick Rose. One of the things I told about was Kemba walking starting, but then kind of going back to the beginning how how things were in the, in the beginning of the season where Kemba Walker starts, but he's he his minutes are cut back and we started to see more McBride running that backup. But today we saw more a lot more quickly running the backup point. So well, shout out to quickly. Yeah. Uh, all right, and also wait, I saw another super chat. Shout out to the nine ninety nine super chat. JT Riddick, he says, we still here, all 82. Shout out to you, JT Riddick. We still here. Yes, sir. And we actually won the game. So, gunshots, we actually won the game. We ended up talking like it's Bloom and Doom. We won three in a row, guys. We won three in a row. Facts. <laughs> the Doom I, 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 I'll say this, though. Knicks better come with a different energy against OKC because that dude, Shea Gilgis and Alexander, will kill us 
if the Knicks gonna play the way they played tonight against the Pistons, that dude gonna kill us. Oh, absolutely. When he was talking about trading Julius, I thought he was gonna say trade Julius for for uh, Shy. That's what I thought he was gonna say. But he said, yeah, but OKC would never do that, though. <laughs> oh yeah, it might be a little too late. Yeah, yeah OKC be. would never do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think we have we might have a better chance at trading Julius for um. My man from the, the Kings, but yeah, De'Aaron Fox, yeah, yeah, but I don't think low key. I don't think Tom would like that either, because you know he's a small guard. It's gonna be the whole. It's gonna be the same thing, same thing. Yeah, same thing with um Tom not liking to play small guards and and having the switchable lineups on defense. And it's gonna be the same problem. Um, I can see Tom being more on board with Ben Simmons if anything, honestly. Yeah. Um, even though I still have questions, but um, salute to the chat. Salute to PayPal seven one eight. Everybody else is rocking the KT show. I think we have another caller up, right, Fritz? Um, if we do, next caller up. Please state your name. What you want to talk about? I'm I'm the next caller. Okay, you're the next caller. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it, it is me. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Um, yeah, I just had a couple points. Um, yeah, I know Julius Randle. He's he's getting hammered right now, but um, I think like his problem isn't just. A basketball problem. He has like a PR problem. Like it, it's it's the one big elephant in the room. Like nobody's talking about it. Like th- I think that's the part that gets people upset. Is like the Knicks aren't acknowledging it. And what uh, the PR like, problem? An issue. What, what what's the PR problem? Yeah, uh, with Julius. Oh, okay, got like, you, people, got you. People don't like to be treated like they're stupid. And then like if if, if you just listen to the Knicks. And what comes from the mind, you think everything is cool with Julius. And it, it obviously isn't. Right. If literally the Knicks came out and say, hey, uh, Julius is going through a private I think a lot of this would blow under the bridge. Like, he could have a, another bad month, and if he pops up good in February, I think people will forget the season. I, I, think, I think they're missing the opportunity by just ignoring it in, like, Everybody sees his, his um, you know, his demeanor on the court, and everybody's, like, wondering what's going on, and the Knicks are just not addressing it. And I think not addressing it is, is hurting the team. Yo, it's funny. I've heard, actually, I mean, Randall low-key addressed it on Christmas. Randall low-key addressed it on Christmas, and mm-hmm. he actually said that he, the team is not playing with joy anymore, and he needs to find that joy with playing basketball. And I'm not going to lie. Okay, so... Mitchell Robinson, I'm gonna let you guys know. Mitchell Robinson actually commented on my one of my Instagram posts on like a little joke that we that we posted. Julius Randle pays attention to the internet, so I would not be surprised if Randle kind of sees the comments that's going on about him looking upset, him looking unmotivated. So I can definitely see him trying to respond to that, and that's what I. That might be a reason why he even said anything on Christmas. <laughs> so I mean, I feel like he's aware of it, yeah. and it's up. That's I feel like I, that might be up to Julius mm-hmm. to respond to. But go go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I just uh, I just don't think I, I think people I, I think people are so upset with Julius is because I don't know he's paid, but I try to look beyond the money, mm-hmm. but it's just. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's his I think it's the attitude I think it's it's just not being addressed. I think that's what probably makes the the fans more upset. Yeah. I and, agree with you. Yeah, and yeah, and just the part is um I'm I'm finding on kids watch. Um I'm 
I, I know he has a five year contract, but um, he's a, he's a win now coach. And when they made that choice from the choices that they made, that was that was that was the reason. That was the main reason. They said we're we're trying to win now, and it's the best choice to win now. Yeah. And I don't think win now is where we're at. I agree with you. Yeah. And I, I, and it's it should be development, and he's shown he can't develop. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's 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 that if he's shown that he hasn't, he can't adapt. I, I don't know what do you do then. You you give him the chance to adapt. Well, like and I, I think it cut. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish it. Finish off. Uh, oh no. Go ahead. I would say this. I would just say this. Um. As frustrated as we are with Tibbs, we're still like around 500. So there's still time. So I'm not going to say we're going to get rid of Tibbs this season. I don't even think we will. I feel like at least I feel like he's I'm, I'm with Raw, and that I think he's at least going to get another season. And that's going to be telling because there's going to be another year of IQ, another year of OB, another year of these young guys looking good. Next year's Grimes and OB and Deuce might be scary because the way they're performing now is crazy. So it is, it'll be up to Tibbs to play them, but um, I feel like I feel like Tibbs is at least going to get another year, despite the crazy year that's happening this year. Yeah, I think the only way it doesn't I, happen I, is I think, something crazy happens and he just totally fall out of the of the playoff race on before February, which I I yeah. think we're going to be there. I think we're going to be yeah. at least five hundred. Yeah, I, I I think naturally I think you're naturally right, like on that point where he has another year, but we know the way Dolan works. Dolan does not like embarrassment, and we in the last few weeks we teetered, we teetered on that five below five hundred. We we teetered on that embarrassment line. Teetered, and we ain't I, I there think, yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're close. We're not there yet. But um, I, I think if, if if we hit that stretch, you know that stretch where we're just being embarrassed, and and Tibbs is Tibbs, right? I, I don't Dolan, Dolan doesn't care. Like he doesn't out he'll pay it out. Like it it at that point his contract doesn't matter. And, and I, I think that's that's what he needs to avoid. He needs to avoid those embarrassing losses. He needs to Right. You you see obviously where these some kids are out outperforming some of the starters. That that kind of stuff gets noticed. And we know Dolan Dolan isn't like normal people like where you'll see it building, you, you know, some 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 people are finding their way out. Like he'll he'll hear the the right thing from somebody besides that, and and that's that's what Tibbs has to worry about. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I I'm I don't know. I feel like I still feel like he has more time. I'm not gonna hold you. I feel like he has more time. And for yeah. people for people who want to know what the number is, the number is right there three one nine. Five two seven six two four one. There's a little number right under the score, and if you want to call them to show you, just dial that mm-hmm. number right there to talk to us and see your piece. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. right. Hey, add... Thanks for thanks for taking my call. Um, I think we do have a couple callers. Okay. You just called in, so um, yeah. So you you can look for those in a minute. Got you. Got you. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. Great talking to you guys. All right. Cool. Shout out to my All guy. Man, thanks, Fritz. Fritz, best mod in the game. All right. Best mod in the game, hands down. Yes, sir. Because he just he does yeah, more than mod. That's what I'm. That's why I keep on. He does more than mod. Like he, 
he, he stays in my ear. So shout out to Fritz, man. <laughs> yeah, I do want to mention something about Dibs, though. Dibs right now is not on the hot seat. I think Dibs' job is good for at least this season. I, the only way I can see Dibs getting fired early is if going into next season, the Knicks start off really bad. I think that's the only way I think Dibs get fired. But I think as long as Dibs keeps the Knicks in a, in a position where they can make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and if he keeps the team at least at at least at a 500 mark or at least a, a little above 500, I think Dibs is going to be good. I agree with you. I definitely agree with you there on all points. I think I think Skips is going to be good as long as because we have what the next few games. I still, I think we have what tw- maybe what thirteen games or so, twelve or thirteen games of teams five hundred or less. Yeah, we can start to make we can start to make some moves, especially considering the fact that COVID already ran through us. So our team will be relatively might be relatively more healthier than most teams moving forward, just because we already went through that COVID battle. Um, so I can see us going on a little bit of a mini run right now. I'm not sure how pretty it's going to look, <laughs> right? It might not be pretty wins. It might be one of these wins like tonight, like, eh, okay, I'll take yeah. it. Right. But, um, we can still kind of go on a, on a little mini run and people aren't going to remember how we won. They're going to remember. They're just going to be like, oh, the Knicks are this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I th- we will be fine. I think we'll be okay. I think, at least in at least after January. All right. Sure. Next caller up, we got my man Steve. I mean Stan. I'm, yo, I keep calling you Stan. That's a brother, Steve. That's a brother. Me. Shout out to my man Stan. He sent the super chat and always calls us. You sh- you should know you should know my name by now. I definitely should, man. I exactly. <laughs> that is my fault. Stan the man <laughs> calls all the time. He talks about fashion. He, he, donates, he donates his show. <laughs> he, he likes he yeah, likes Randall I, I at think, small forward. I, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think we should put the numbers. I think we should change the number system on this on these starters um, to their performance rating um, from <laughs> one to ten. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, jeez, I'll be totally honest. Oh, hi. Uh, first, let me say hi to Ryan and and of course JLS. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I'll be totally honest with you. I did not watch the game, okay. but. I did see the nine-minute highlights. And what I saw in the third quarter, after after last night's game, I was changing my mind about Kemba. And you know how I feel about Kemba. Right. Um, it, um, we've, got, we've got three point guards, one is out right now, that are better than Kemba Walker. Um. And it, I mean, quickly, quickly is so smart. It's unbelievable. Yeah. He's so smart. I mean, um, I, I remember one of the highlights was um, uh, you had uh, Burks pretty much start the break, get it to quickly, and then boom, he's off like a rocket. Two dribbles, perfect, perfect lob to Obi. To Obi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone's ever got this. Maybe it's because I'm 62 years old. But Obi Toppin wears the number one. Okay. 
How many of you, I don't know how many of you guys are old enough to remember the first Star Wars movie. This goes back a while. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. <laughs> Kenobi. Right. What, why has the garden not picked up on this? Why is the chant Obi, Obi, Obi? I feel like saying, you're too young, you're too young, you're too young. Okay? <laughs> the chat should be OB1. OB1. Anybody on the Knicks listening to this, relay this to the management at the Garden, please. OB1, OB1. I mean, and frankly, there ought to be a darn graphic up on Garden Vision when he goes and does a lob. I mean, like a sword should come out and then boom. <laughs> All right, right, okay, right. Okay. To take that, take that, take that, take that lightsaber and slam it right through through the net. And 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 a garden vision should when they start chanting Obi, it should be Obi one. This is so obvious to me. I, I mean, yeah. I think that would be a hell of a lot cooler. And a lot more fun, and I can just see the uh, look. I get it. I I can see the millennials going, "Who's Obi Wan?" <laughs> read a book. <laughs> read a read a book, people. Okay. I mean, it, uh, uh, it was only the number one grossing movie up until that time in history. Right. Okay. Right. You know what? We're gonna call uh, Steve I mean, Stout. We call him Steve Stout because I know he's 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 he has his foot in, in in marketing and branding, and you know. In the culture, I think we should call Steve Style and tell him right now. Put Obi One on the I'm, board. Yeah. I'm serious. Put Obi One up there. Obi One, you know, and then and then show a picture of. Well, it's copywritten, but you you get the idea. Yes. They can figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you. I think you can show a picture for uh, four seconds or less, and not have to pay copyright stuff. But uh, I mean, Dolan got it. it out. Dolan got it. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dolan got it. That's pocket yeah, money. I mean, and and, and hey, uh, Jim Dolan, send me your royalty, okay? All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I I mean, I mean, I donated I donated my whole day's uh, earning to the Super Chat. So Dolan, you got to cover my butt. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you, man. Uh, in, in all seriousness. There are. I saw on the court four perennial all stars in these young players, and it's not Julius. Julius is just confused because he was put in a different role from day one this year because Tip says, "Well, we're going to shoot more three point shots." That just freaked him out. Yeah. So, and Julius can't play defense with two other guys. Um, not playing defense. Yep. Um, Evan, who I, who's got to be used just right. He wasn't playing today. He was out today. Yeah, I know that. I mm -hmm. know that. And and Kemba, I was gonna give him credit. Kemba, I said to myself, how can this, this man play defense? Okay, he, it, you know, I mean, um, I'm six four, and when I played high school ball. The guys I had the most problem with were guys 5'10", 5'9". Because they, they can't get – if they got right up on me, my dribble's high. I got to dribble lower. I got to bend. Mm -hmm. That slows me down. Why can't Kemba do that? I don't see that. 
Right. That's, that's I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to keep picking on Kemba because he was getting in the line of the shots, but I think the man is has been such a scorer for so long. He may have never been properly coached. I mean, if Mike Woodson was there still, maybe Woodson, who right. is, I mean, because it, yeah, tips can't do everything. You know what it is with Kemba, too? I feel like Kemba can, Kemba's a, you know what, watching Kemba for all these games, Kemba is a pretty good team defender. Like, I, I've, I've, I've come to, I've. I settled on Kemba is a good team defender. Like he rotates well. He knows where to go. He doesn't get confused. He doesn't get confused <laughs> like Evan Fournier does on where to go. It's it's just the one on one defense sometimes. And sometimes you know the pick and roll. He might have a he might have some problems with pick and roll, getting screened a lot and recovering. Yeah, but I mean the man could just be a gnat. He right. still has enough speed. I just don't see the effort there. I see him with his hand up jumping after he's been six feet away from the guy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. anyway, let me just finish up with the, the four perennial all-stars, not counting Julius. Julius is just confused and should stop with the internet period. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Play your game. Um, uh, um, in the future, not now. Um, I see Grimes as a perennial all-star. Um, I believe uh, you had mentioned uh, uh, he was a dollar store, Alan Houston. I think that's yeah. the comment you had yeah. made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let, let, let's 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 um, without naming any chain stores, let's move him up to uh, you know a mid-level quality department store, Alan Houston. Okay, all right. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you with the upgrade. I hear you. I hear you. (laughs) Okay. I mean, the guy's the the same height as me, and um, man, that guy can play defense. That's a perennial. That's a perennial all-star. Eventually, he's going to be starting for that team. I'd I'd like to see Quick and Grimes eventually start. Second one, of course, is quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, third one, um, don't forget, he's coming off of COVID, and he was tired, and he he never got a good start, it is R.J. Barrett. Mm. Maybe not every year, but um, if you're going to play small ball, he's an inch shorter than Kawhi, and and you you gentlemen have said – this is how the game is played now. Then he's then he's got to be out there because the man rebounds, the man can shoot. He's just he's he's still recovering. It takes a while to yeah. recover from COVID. Yeah. Um, and of course, Big Mitch. If if Mitch can learn how to pivot and do a turnaround, and I know I've seen video of Mitchell Robinson shooting three-point shots. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you can shoot free throws, I mean, I wish I could show him how to pivot on, on, on his foot. Show the ball to the left and keep your right foot planted. Pivot, extend with your arms all the way up. Light touch, just flick it in. Right. A low post, ga- low post game. You can show to the left and, and do a turnaround. And that's, I mean, that's how... 
whenever I play, I try to do that move, a turnaround. Right. Oh, that's a crazy hard move. Yeah, he needs to get the ball in the post it, to do that too, but I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Develop a turnaround. Right, right. <laughs> right. But you, you got a guy who we know we can shoot, um, and the faster he gets to rotate and he has lost the weight, which means his, his body mass, it's, he's, he's back. Got you. Okay. Got you. Um, so, so you got you got one, two, three, four guys. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. And OB too. And, and, and OB too, man. And OB too. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Five. Yeah. That is <laughs> that. That is that is a future super team. Yeah. But mm-hmm. sometimes you got when the trade deadline comes, the Knicks should take a look. Um. And I, and I know people love Kemba, but I just don't see it. I don't see it for the long term. And if you're not playing for the long term, why are you playing this year? Right. And yeah. I I like Evan, but Evan's got to be used specifically. You got to run screens for him and everything. His contract is movable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. With you. So so thankfully. Um, Leon Rose did not make a huge error actually had, you know, and it, and it could change. It could change. Yeah. I agree and I'm you. still willing, you know, but those two guys and a draft pick will get you another. Okay. You had mentioned Kevin, Kevin right, Love. Right, 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 right. It'd, it'd be nice to, it'd be nice to get a young, younger Kevin Got Love. It. Got you. And salute to you, Stan. We got one more call to get to, but thank you for all your input for the show. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. No problem. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Salute to the chat, man. Salute. Uh, Stan, he always has a lot to say when he, when he calls in. Um, um, Addition by subtraction. We said it before, man. Addition by subtraction is something that we need might have to look at with Evan Foy not playing here. I could definitely see Grimes stepping up and all these other guys stepping up into different roles. Kemba as well. Like I don't blame the, today's game on Kemba. I feel like it's a back to back. It's too to be expected. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier before, uh, if they're trapping Kemba, it's now up to the other team on offense to take advantage. It's now up to the our other players to take advantage of them trapping Kemba. So yeah. our other guys on the floor have to do a better job of playing off of Kemba when he's being trapped. If he's not able to, you know to really facilitate on the pick and roll. Because at the end of the day, if they're trapping him and he's getting rid of the ball quickly, which he was, he's still creating a, a, an advantage for us. And, um, yeah. During the Hawks game, he was able to capitalize off of that. Today, not so much. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, um, in the first quarter, I felt like the first unit was doing well. You know, they, they just weren't hitting their shots. Grimes, you know, they were trapping Kemba. You know, they moved the ball around. Grimes got, you know, like he had like three open threes, mm-hmm. but he couldn't knock down any of them. Also, as I said, R.J. Barrett got the ball on some situations, was able to drive to the basket, but he couldn't finish at the rim. You know, Julius was being Julius. You know, he's just not – his head is not in the game right now. So it's like, you know, the first – you know, the, I think the first, you know, was doing what they were supposed to do in the first quarter, just that nobody was hitting shots. Absolutely. Yeah, nobody was hitting shots. And um, and that once we're not hitting shots, you already know sometimes when you're not hitting shots, your defense kind of suffo- uh, suffocates. I feel like that third quarter, the defense kind of stalled a little bit. Um, and it, it compiled that combined with the turnovers, um, the, the transition defense was bad. I think all of that kind of helped the Detroit Pistons kind of 
get a little bit of a head, but you know, accept it set up the game. It set it up for Alec Burks to have one of the best games of this of the season. Um Alec Burks off the bench. I don't think it's any coincidence that Alec Burks played 16 minutes yesterday and seemed very fresh today. Tibbs. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Tibbs. Pay attention. You see how you stagger minutes? You see how when guys don't play the day before, you give them more minutes? Stick to that formula, especially when it comes to Julius Randle and Kemba Walker and these guys. The guys who aren't getting minutes the night before, on back-to-backs, keep them fresh. Be like other coaches. Exactly. Play those other guys. Point blank, period. <laughs> yep. All right. Last caller of the night. Let us know, man, what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about? Hey, what's up? Uh, Jay Ellis, Ryan G. What up, brothers? What's going on? Uh, Adele right. from Queens. Adele from Queens. What man. up, Adele? What up, man? All right. All right, man. Hey, always a pleasure, man. Uh, you know, <sighs> Julius, man, I, uh, I'm i so ambivalent about that, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm... <laughs> It's it's really I, hard to. I can hear it in the side, man. I can hear it. In the, yeah, in the, in the, like you know, <laughs> if you have a compass and you're trying to go north, but you're you're, you're surrounded by some something magnetic and you don't know where to go. <laughs> That's how wow, it. you call them a dummy <laughs> magnet? That's crazy. All right. <laughs> so, you know, I I, I uh, you know year one, uh, when you know we had fit, so forget it, whatever. But he came back. He played better. He he was an all an all star. You know, he's an all star in my heart. Right. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> in your heart, but, uh, <laughs> not actuality. <laughs> Got you. Uh, but um, man, it's just a uh, it's a little frustrating, and I give him so much respect. With uh, you know, he we we wanted him out. <laughs> we did. Ain't nobody really wanted us. Hold on to him, but he—it wasn't about uh, what we was thinking. It was what his hard work with the threes, and uh, you know, he—he he was the leader. He was the leader. Right now, yeah. You know, I, I got—I got one kid, and I have another one, and I know that grind of having kid, of having that kid just scream at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so, you know, I don't know, bro, man. It's, so you, you, you sound hopeless, man. You, so you, you, yeah. you sound like you don't yeah. know what to do. You, do you want to trade him? <laughs> Let me ask you, do you want to trade him? Do you want to keep him? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, how, how do you feel? You know, I, I, uh, you know what? I think it's a problem that could be manageable. Okay. Um, All right. So that that's how I approach it. Hey, listen, we got something that that has worked. You just gotta tweak it. We we and and if we gotta check them, or we, you know, we we can't. We we gotta be a little bold with him. We can't just if he's messing up, you know, Bench pull him, him to the side. Yo, bro, you you know. <laughs> oh, talk to him. Got you. He yeah. messing up. Pull him to the side. Yo, man, let's do this better. But, but I'm also saying bench him. That's what I'm saying. Bench yeah, him too. Bench him. Exactly. <laughs> well, so all right. So if you're Leon, and I present you this choice, either let's say A trade Randall, you, the man you just gave this extension to, or B you trade uh, Obi Wan. Uh, hey, I, I like Stan the man's uh, promo thing. I'm a Star Trek fan, but n- never mind. Right, right, right. <laughs> Would you would you um, would you trade Randall or Obi? Is what you asking me? Ah, uh, I don't even want to make that. Yeah, I don't even want to make that choice yeah, right we, now, we, man. I don't even want to make that choice yeah. right now, man. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, to be honest about, I'm rolling the dice. Honestly, you rolling the dice on trading Randall? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling the dice to see what I can back, what I can get back for Randall, and just give over the keys to see how he does. I might give it another. I, I might give it another year, man. I I, I want to get. I, I, I want to see another year of Obi, another year of Randall, and then and then roll the dice on that to see, to see what it is. That's that's how I feel about the, it right now. The the one the one thing why I'll be a little hesitant with Obi is uh I I need I need to see the shooting go up, man. And I think it can. I think okay. it can. Okay. I think it can. But it's like, and it seems like he has passing instincts too. Like I really, I yeah. I need to see what's going on with Randall's instincts, man. Like, like I thought it would yeah. take a step this year because of the off season work he's done, but it seems to really be stalling, and that's concerning me. Like somebody said more. Somebody said it before today. Like more than his shooting, his decision making is concerning me. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it, it, ow! To go from last year to this is like crazy to me. <laughs> and the, the start. The, the stark difference between uh, Randall's body language and Kemba's body language is crazy. Like Kemba was just bench, uh, and Randall Randall's actually playing, but they both one looks miserable, the other one's like happy go lucky, you know. Yeah, man, that's yeah. why. That's why if you Not listen, yeah, I call him the smiley face assassin when he's on. He's, like it don't matter what he's doing, he's smiling. He's smiling, win or lose, and that's an honorable trait to have on the team. So I agree. I agree with you, man. Yeah. Anything else? I, anything else, Dale? You want to talk about? It, no, I. I uh, Think the kids are up, man. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. Dad. All right, man. Dad, life, fellas. man. Take care. Yeah. Salute to you. But thanks for calling, yeah. in, man. Bye, bye. All right. Bye. All right. All right, man. I mean, that was our show. I got nothing else to talk about, man. Uh, we talked about it all. Next game up versus the Thunder. Shout out to everybody who's rocking in the chat. Shout out to Gary Miller. Picks for Timmy. Once Nick, always Nick's. Shamel Gaspy, uh, Stan, Fritz. Adele, Rich, Jen, everybody else is rocking with the kid issue. Thank you for to tuning in. Thank you for all the super chats, man. Um, and also, also, man, we're getting really close to these 10k followers on Instagram. I think we're about 30 away. So, um, 30 more followers to 10k. Hey, half of y'all follow us. Um, we good we money. Did. We dare. We dare. Half of y'all follow us. We dare. We get we get like a thousand something views or something per episode. Just. Just a little bit 30 percent of y'all vol 30 percent be there and we're gonna we're going to do a kot uh snapback giveaway once we hit 10k so definitely do that and stay into our plugged into our ig for that giveaway all right all right ryan let it know where they can find you sir you can find me on instagram at sir g is chilling sir g is chilling that's S-I-R-G-I-C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. All right. And you know who's fine. You can also find us on Twitter at the KOT Show. You can find us on Instagram at the Nick of Time Show. You can find us at the Nick of Time Show.com to get your KOT snapbacks um, and other merch and paraphernalia. Okay. That is our show. Good show, Ryan. Yeah, good show, Jay Ellis. Mm -hmm. As always, and as always. Is a, a good show. Good show to callers, man. Thanks for all the callers for tuning in as well. Um, and yo, shout out to Reaper, too. I want to make Reaper a mod, too. But I don't see him comment in a while. Shout out to Reaper. But um, that's our show. And we will catch you the next show. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right? That is our show. We are out of here.
Peace.